Welcome to this podcast series on inclusion and education from the University of Leeds. Our research brings together experts in education, childhood and youth studies with an aim to promote equality across family, education, policy, legal and community settings. To read more about our work, please visit the School of Education website. You can find this link and others discussed during the podcast in the programme description. My name is Luke McFarlane and welcome to episode four of the podcast. Today we have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Sangeeta um, and I'm a first year PhD student at the University of Leeds with uh, the School of Education. Um, And my interests on research are around community, migration, student experience and uh, decolonialism. Sangeeta, would you be able to tell us about your master's project that you did on COVID-19? Yeah, absolutely. So this project kind of stemmed from the pandemic that we're kind of all still within um, and student experiences within this and relating to kind of integration, uh, social integration, cultural, emotional, um, talking about mental experiences of students and thinking about our spaces as well. So it's kind of a big kind of conversation on how life was at that time of recording for those participants um, during a time that we never really imagined, I suppose. How was your project conducted? We obviously couldn't do any kind of one-to-one interviews in like a university setting because of of the pandemic and the, the, the risks that were posed to both, you know, the participants and to myself. Uh, so it was, you know, best for us to use online kind of interviews and, and using just software that we could record what we were saying um, and then use for transcribing later um, but it was basically you know about an hour with each participant just going through questions and kind of having a bit of a back and forth on pandemic experiences learning experiences uh, and um, yeah kind of having and asking questions based on what was being said really just to get a feel for their understanding and their experiences on on the time that they were in it it is strange talking about it now because this was done right at the beginning of the pandemic so yeah I think it was a very new and and kind of somewhat scary time um because we were just so unsure of, of what was happening and you know how what the future would hold um, for education and what it mean for learning at that time. You conducted your survey at the very start of COVID. If you were to repeat it today, do you think it would be any different? Oh, absolutely. I think doing it, you know, let's say in a week or you know even a month's time. In a month's time, um, shops will be open. Um, you know life will be a little bit more physically sociable I think uh we'll be seeing a lot you know a few more people things will still be you know socially distanced but um I think the experiences then perhaps would be a little bit more happier or um I think the the general vibe and sense from the participants may be you know a little bit more hopeful um because when we did the 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 interviews back in March 
equal time you know it was very new very uncertain and there's a feeling of of somewhat dread um and you know being fearful of, of the unknown and I think you know doing it now there would be a, a different sort of outlook I think it'd be perhaps more reflective um because then you're you're thinking perhaps about the year that you've had within you know your learning um time within that what that academic year or whatnot so yeah I think um it would be quite different in your study one of your subjects refers to being feeling trapped because of covid do you think the longer it's gone on this has intensified or do you think it started to level out or go away? Um, I wouldn't know for certain because I've, I've not done any follow-up interviews, but I think it would definitely be an interesting project to kind of take up and, and you know, for it to be explored like one year on. Um, but I think the feeling of being trapped was, was echoed by the majority of participants at that time. Um, and I think it was a good overview for how COVID had altered you know our daily living so much um at that at that moment um because you know we we hadn't experienced having sort of like curfews or being told that you've got to stay in you know shops are closing earlier you wouldn't be able to sit inside and eat anymore you wouldn't be able to meet your friends or your family so that that feeling of, of being penned in i think was was very kind of encompassing of the time um, and I think again, if we're we're thinking retro, if we're thinking, well, we're going to do interviews like in a month's time, and I think, you know, the feeling of of being trapped, perhaps, may remain, but to a lesser lesser extent, um, I think, because lockdown measures are are easing, and there's that hope of getting back to some sort of normality, um, maybe yeah trapped would, would be there because there is a new sense of reality but not in the way that they were initially describing you know a year ago did you get any responses or from you know, the students or from your participants that you found a little bit surprising um i think the, the most interesting um or surprising responses that I got actually quite collectively was the political um differences that they that they felt were highlighted by kind of the government and this kind of us versus them rhetoric between you know people in power um and in high positions versus the everyday person um, and I think that was you know quite telling to see how they felt um, the pandemic was being dealt with um, you know and yeah there, there was lots of language you know they um, you know the, this language of like being sacrificed and fighting and dying you know the, these really strong um kind of images that were created by the participants I think kind of encapsulated you know the effect of coronavirus on on society um but they felt there was a distance that was being created between government and and them because they felt they weren't being protected they weren't given 
you know, sufficient advice or warning on how to deal with what was going to come. So you'd say that uh, or the participants felt the government were had a certain level of callousness to them in the way that they interacted with them at the beginning of COVID? Yes, I, th- I think there was a distance that was perhaps felt between, you know, how it how it was being dealt with and and I think a lot of them talked about human life being very tangible um and then it, it start again human life um they talked about human life in tangible terms so the effect of human deaths on NHS and society and the economy um and there was a bluntness to how you know this somewhat it, it, it to them it was like well this is actually quite sensitive you know this is a massive infrastructure such as the NHS you know it relies on kindness and compassion and it wasn't necessarily being seen um and I think the price that they felt were being paid were their lives it was the people who perhaps were in worse living conditions who were living in shared households who had to go to work because they couldn't afford to take time off and that wasn't um being you know discussed or, or talked about by the government in a way that was sensitive what did you find when you're conducting these interviews did you find any ethical challenges to conducting any of these interviews online and were there any extra challenges i think the kind of biggest um ethical issues was actually the inethics, what was going on during the interviews. Um, I'd highlighted like in my uh, ethics forms, uh, you know, for, you know, submitting, so making sure like backgrounds were blurred, making sure, you know, um, you know, that they were absolutely comfortable with the topics that we were talking about. Um, so I'd, I would discuss this at the beginning. So, you know, COVID-19, school, uh, university education um and you know understanding of the community like these are the broad kind of topics that we were gonna you know um talk about um but you know as you know i was just talking about how talking about human life and life and death and i think that coming up is quite sensitive um but from from many points it was participants kind of talking about this and kind of feeling very strongly in, in the way that they value human life and how that needed to be, it needed to be talked about, you know, with, in relation to the numbers that are seen on the news and almost this count of, you know, how many deaths were, you know, how many people died every single day and what that meant in relation to living people's freedom um, and dealing with that, I think, it was difficult because you know it's it's a very sensitive area and you you don't want to kind of probe on a sensitive area when it's going to cause distress or you know panic or you know any any ill feeling so yeah that that was definitely difficult but I think the participants were you know very happy to discuss their views on it because they felt so strongly with the way the pandemic was being uh, dealt with and how their lives are being affected by it so I think it was an opportunity for them to kind of 
yeah, get this out, which was, um, yeah, which was good. Okay. And uh, is there anything that you would like to add about your study or anything else that uh, you think would be good or should be made of note? I think the the study was definitely interesting and, and an eye-opener for myself to kind of understand all these different perspectives. Um, and although, you know, the, the participants were from different backgrounds, different um, study years, they all kind of had similar output and, and you know, um, they all had a similar understanding in a way that human life should be valued um and yeah even though kind of they were they they all expressed feelings of of loneliness in in actual fact they were they were pretty together in the way that they felt um and that was shared so i think it it's kind of good to see when i was writing this up like you know even though everyone felt alone they all had they maybe had comfort in knowing that other people felt the way that they did and they weren't alone um so they did all express that they had you know good support systems um and you know that was quite reassuring as well but um i think it would definitely be interesting to see a follow-up of kind of these participants now to see you know how 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 they are doing um and to see whether any of their opinions on what was discussed in their initial interviews would you know be different now especially you know one year on you know just literally a year and a day on now or two from from initial lockdown so to do that would be you know really nice follow-up um just to see that the changes or you know any anything things or feelings that have remained so yeah thank you very much for your time Sangeeta thank you thank you for listening for more information about our work please visit the School of Education website if you have any questions about our research or if you would like to study with us at the University of Leeds you can contact the Research Centre Director Professor Michaelis Contopodis for further details You will find all relevant links and contact details in the programme description.